Super Relevance, Steve Zinsmeister, Arizona Sports Saturday. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Final hour of the show. Jesse Morrison, Jeremy Schnell filling in for Mitch and Steve. Joining us right now on the Arizona Sports Line is John Bloom, the play-by-play voice of the Suns. He's in Portland for tomorrow's game against the Trailblazers. John, how are you? I'm doing well, Jeremy, and uh, good to be on with Jay and Jay. Um, I guess that... Uh, and Jay, with you. Know, you. Yeah, yeah, we've got uh, the Triple J effect now. And by the way, just all a full disclosure, not in Portland yet, although uh, I'm not complaining because if you've seen anything about the weather, then you know that there's a crazy blizzard uh, hitting the Pacific Northwest and specifically that city uh, today. And we had never planned on getting there until later on today. The uh, team is about ready to practice here this morning at UCLA where we're still, you know, residing in our uh, Beverly Hills address for the, the sixth consecutive day. It's been a wild week. Um, but yeah, then we're supposed to leave later today and enter that winter wonderland uh, of Portland, Oregon. Sounds like a long way to brag about that you're in Beverly Hills right now, John. Was that a subtle brag? I didn't think it were a humble brag, whatever you want to call it, you youngsters. I don't know what that was. I was just being completely honest with everybody, which is what I do. Sometimes it gets me in a little bit of trouble, hopefully this morning or uh, this afternoon in your case. Uh, it's not the case. Well, John, so uh, tomorrow will be a, another game, uh, another return for Yusuf Nurkic to uh, Portland. And, you know, his play so far has been a little up and down. And uh, I want to play the sound for you from our very own Wolf, Ron Wolfley. You know, he gets really animated about this stuff. Uh, let's take a listen to this and I'll have you react to it. Suddenly he just makes that assumption that he's going to be fouled. And he throws up this half-butt shot or something like that. Have you seen this? <laughs> yeah, I've seen it. I didn't and, know what it was called. And it's like, <laughs> you know, thinking he's going to be fouled, he, he throws, Dirk. You gotta go up strong, bruh. Don't make the assumption, duh. You know what I'm saying, huh? So, as a fan of hip hop, number one, how was his uh, flow there? And number two, how do you think of what do you think of Yusuf Nurkic's play so far? Uh, first of all, thank you for sharing with me because I did not hear that. And, and I am a big fan of Wolf, not only of his flow, uh, which is always on point in his own special way, and uh, also of his own you know, vernacular, his terminology, his energy, all of it. Uh, I love Ron Wolfley. So uh, thank you for sharing that with me. And then uh, secondly, Nurk, I, I've uh, be, be uh begin to love as well. I would say that uh, I was excited to see what he would do in a Phoenix Suns uniform before this season started. Uh, you know, also shared feelings with, I think, a lot of people that uh, it was sad to see DeAndre Ayton go. But uh, I think, you know, when you look at it and you look at the potential that Nurk still has with this group, uh, I think that it's enticing because I think he does a lot of things that is needed that you're not getting from the big three and perhaps some of the other big, uh, you know, contributors such as Grayson Allen and Eric Gordon guys that have clearly, um, 
I don't know, distinguish themselves in the pack, if you will, I think is a good way to say it so far. I think there's opportunity for other guys on this roster to do the same. We'll see if the roster continues to be the same because obviously the trade deadline's coming fast, only a few weeks away. Uh, so things could change in that next month. We don't know. Uh, I don't have any inside scoop on that. I just know that if things continue to go the way they did the other night against the Lakers, then I don't think that there's going to be a drastic need for change on Planet Orange. Hey, Bloomer, uh, my question for you is, you mentioned that last, that game against the Lakers. Does that game give you a lot of confidence moving forward, or do you kind of want to see a big win over a team like the Kings or the Pelicans, who the Suns have coming up? Yeah, no, that's a good question, Jesse, because you've clearly, uh, you know, taken your time. You did your homework and ready to host today's show. I love it. You're ready with the schedule in front of you. And yes, next week, there's a couple more challenges that I think we'll learn a little bit more about this team from than we will tomorrow night against the Portland Trailblazers. So I don't know if you guys saw what happened with them in Oklahoma City, but oh my goodness. I mean, that should not ever happen in professional sports for it to be that lopsided. But uh, that was historic. Uh, they bounced back wonderfully last night and only lost by 23 I think to Minnesota uh, but this is a Blazers team that is really struggling and I don't think we're going to learn a ton from that I think we learned some from um, Thursday night against the Lakers because it's in LA we've seen the Lakers beat the Suns three times already uh, this was the first time the Lakers had to you know deal with the big three of Phoenix and also some of the other guys were all there so I think that was exciting. I, I don't think it's something to throw a parade for. I don't think it's anything that anybody is getting out of hand excited about. I think everyone is pretty even keel. What they want is to stack these type of performances. So what that means is go in tomorrow, do what you're expected to do, and handle the Portland Trailblazers. Go home, and then uh, you got a tough one Tuesday night against the Sacramento Kings. Hopefully the Valley is uh, you know thirsty for an exciting uh, home basketball game where it's been up and down so far this season, but if they can continue this momentum and play with everybody that they've got on the floor now I think that uh, the, I think the community is ready to fall in love with this group I just think they need to give them a little bit more of a reason to do that and I think it's coming with uh, Bradley Beal the other day 8 for 10 from 3 37 points obviously probably his best game since coming back from that ankle injury for him the 8 for 10 from 3 is what really stood out to me I think what we were hoping for is for him to continue to help space the floor for KD and Book. What do you think? Do you think that's sustainable for him to put up that many threes in a game? And do you think that's what the Suns want to see him do? No, I I don't, Jeremy. I don't think it's something that we should all expect, you know, Beal to hit eight threes every night. But what I will say is, and correct me if I'm wrong, in that game that Beal goes eight for ten or whatever ridiculous number he hit, it was accompanied by uh, Gordon and Allen having uh, poor shooting nights by their standards, right? Uh, I think both of them were one first. Uh, Gordon a few more shots than Allen had. I don't expect those two to be the case. You know, those are guys are 40% shooters, you know, pretty much – 
on the money. Uh, Gordon's been right at 40, and Allen's been way past 40 all season. Maybe that comes back down to earth a little bit, but even if it stays at 40, that's excellent by NBA standards, and you want them getting up you know, a good 8 to 10 shots at it if you can, because uh, odds are they're going to make 3 to 4 of those. So I, I like the Suns' chances of getting it done as a group, uh, by and large, the way they did the other game. It's not like they shot some inordinate uh, percentage as a team, but Beal was just fantastic, and they needed him to separate a little bit because the other guys weren't shooting it the way they're expected to shoot. So I think you know when it balances out, yeah, it's going to be maybe Beal's going to hit four or five, maybe Gordon on a night can get there and Allen can get there, and we're not even talking about Booker and Durant, which is crazy, right? Because both those guys are deadly too. So uh, Durant's just leading the league, that's all, in three-point percentage, or at least was earlier this week. Grayson Allen was top two and then fell to third, uh, bounced back. You know, maybe he's dipped a little bit after that last performance, but you're talking about two of the top five three-point percentage marksmen in the game, on the floor, and you're not even bringing Devin Booker or Bradley Beal into that conversation yet. So that's a little silly if you can start to put defense together and you can start to stack these performances one on top of the other. Bloomer, the other night, uh, Chris Haynes reported uh, that the Suns would be looking for a wing instead of a point guard ahead of the trade deadline. Do you think they should go after a wing? Do you think they should go after a point guard? Or do you think that they're just kind of good with the roster that they have? Yeah, and that's that question that uh, you know I kind of hinted to that we're going to find out in the next few weeks. I really am also glad that they don't consult with me on those decisions because I have no idea uh, what the best uh, course of uh, you know action is right now for James Jones and his entire staff. But I'll tell you this, Jesse, uh, they've earned my trust. I know they haven't made every perfect decision, but nobody does. Uh, what I'm what I'm hoping for is that the Suns are in a position. Look, if we're talking about the way this team's coming together. And every game, Jeremy, you're in a few of these too. Uh, I'm in the pregame media, you know, press conference for the coach. And every opposing coach is talking about how what they see on film when these guys all play together is scary. And when they get together and when they play more together, it's going to get even scarier. This is every opposing coach. Okay. So if all of them are seeing that, uh, then the players are seeing that in their scouting reports. And so if you're a player and you're potentially a powerful enough player to help uh, engineer your way to the Phoenix Suns, whether that's through a buyout, a trade, I don't know in today's day and age, because the power has definitely shifted and the players have a good portion of it. And I'm not mad at that. So if you are a player and you can use some of that power that you've accrued over the course of maybe a successful career, we're not talking a a 20 year old or a 22 year old. We're talking somebody that's probably been in the league a while. Um, Well, then maybe you're excited to make your move to Phoenix right now at this particular time, because you can see things starting to come together in the right way to where they could be an unstoppable force in the Western conference, a loaded West. Yes. But if you look at the top, it's Minnesota playing phenomenal. It's Oklahoma City making you know, record-breaking wins. Those type of teams right now, they're great. But are they the teams that are going to be able to contend with the firepower that the Phoenix Sun squad has right now and could even accrue more if you get something like that to happen before the deadline? John, what's going on with this Oakland Golden Grizzlies team? They've won four in a row. You know, uh, they got the the longest tenured head coach in the in the the nation, Greg Campy, my guy, who's been there since he was I don't know, he was like barely out of college when he got the gig, but now he's got the job for longer than anybody else 
in college basketball. Nobody knows a lot about the Grizz. Thank you for asking, Jeremy. It's a gratuitous question, and I appreciate the hell out of it. Uh, it I spent you know four or five years as the voice there when I was uh, just cutting my teeth as a broadcaster, late 90s, early aughts, and uh, had a great time. And I, I do keep an eye on them from afar. They don't get the coverage that my alma mater does, and I wish it would flip today because, boy, Syracuse just got embarrassed by North Carolina. I think the Tar Heels are pretty good. I'm going to tell them this year a little that when I see him on the bus and the plane later on today. Again, another humble brag. No, it's not a humble brag <laughs> because my team got their butt kicked. There's nothing to brag about at all. I'm just going to walk my tail between my legs as I head onto the bus. Listen, the, the Golden Grizzlies are up 9 nothing right now in IUPUI. I think IUPUI needed that timeout early in the first quarter. Indiana so. University, Purdue University, Indianapolis. It's a great, That's right. great U.E. Pui, as we used to call them back in the day. The Fighting Tortoise. Great natatorium if you're ever in Indianapolis. Check it out. We'll make sure to do that. John, we really appreciate your time. Thank you so much. <laughs> and uh, safe flight up to Portland whenever you do get out of Beverly Hills. All right. We're going to take the triple J back down to the double J. You guys, uh, you know, close it out for us. All right. Well, Thanks, sure. JB. <laughs>